Chapter number 19. Of Damascus, and when thou comest, 
anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel Maholah, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. And it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hazel shall Jehu slay. And him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he with the 12th and Elisha passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother. There I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. And that's all I want to read. <clears throat> I want to go back and read verse number 19. And it says, So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him. And he with the twelfth and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And I want to just take my time and just just bring this to a reminder, church. Bless you, Lord. We ain't going to be here forever. Amen. And what I mean by that this time is I know the Lord's coming back and we ain't going to be here. But I want you to understand you are not going to be here forever. Amen. Amen. You are going to vanish away at some point. Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> even, even those of us that still like to consider ourselves young and just about prime. We're worn out faster than we realize and it won't be but just a day or two. Amen. Amen. We will be to the to the point to where we are able to do what we once was. And, and, and I can't help it. I know it seems like I've preached a lot to the young people here but Amen. I, I, I kind of take that into my heart because I remember being one of you young people. Yes. Amen. And I will thank God real quick before I get into this that there was some examples that were set before amen. me, amen. amen, that laid the mantle over me, that showed me, amen, there was going to be a day to where I was going to have an important part, amen, in the work of the Lord. They, they didn't just come by and say, hey, go sit in the corner and we'll let you know when it's time for you to do something. They, they came in and they brought me into the work and showed me how to work in the spirit of the living God. Amen. Understand now, Elijah, this is the prophet now. This is right after God had performed fire on Mount Carmel. Amen. And the power of God was right there at Elijah's fingertips. Amen. And then after that, the enemy came right through. Amen. And put Elijah out in the cave, afraid for his own life. And God began to speak to Elijah, and he said, hey, what are you doing here? 
<laughs> By the way, the same opinion no. that he's booked for this. Yeah. Yeah. You go over to the book of Acts, mm -hmm. we'll find out the disciples were trying to preach, take care of the widows, yeah. and they trying to do all the work. Plus for each. Yeah. Don't that sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you will. Gee, amen. Mm -hmm. Back me in the corner, but I'm going to buy a bunch of preachers. We can't do it all. That's right. Amen. Huh? Right, for him. Preachers can't do it all. No, no we can't give your testimony for you. That's more than that you need to be doing. Amen. Everybody's got a testimony to give. That ain't your calling. Amen. God gave you that for you to use. Yes. There's callings on top of that you're supposed to be. Amen. Amen. There's callings on top of that you're supposed to be working after. And seeking the will of God in your life. He went to some, he gave evangelists, to some, he gave teachers. Amen. There is a calling for you. I'm telling you, you've got the mantle. You need to take it up. Start carrying it and be it. What God said to me in your life. Amen. Elijah went down there to Elisha. Boy, I should climb in the field. There's an outdoors. He was working. God picked the right one right there. He wasn't sitting under a juniper tree or laying down somewhere waiting for somebody to come by and tell him what to do. He had a job and he was applying. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You see, don't you see the picture? All Elisha needed was somebody to show him the right way to work. Amen. God saw he had a mind to work. Amen. God. Amen. God just said, I know what I'll do. Amen. I'll work for this fellow. I'll let him follow Elijah there for you. And he'll learn which way to fly. Amen. I'll tell you the truth. Some of you here. God's laid a mantle on you. Amen. And you ought to start watching and paying attention and seeing how it's done right. For you will be next. And you need to know how to follow the Spirit in your life. Amen. 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 No, this ain't. This is all in my heart. I preached to you young people the other night, and I'm going to preach to you again. You need to quit waiting for you in your mid-20s. Amen. To get serious about following the Lord. True. Amen. You ain't got to be 30 years old for God to put you in an office. No. God could be dealing with that. Amen. I'm just going to preach tonight. It's okay. Yeah. Amen. Bless God. Don't matter anyways. Amen. God may be dealing with somebody to do something, and you're sitting there saying, I'm too young. I can't do this. I'm telling you, if the Holy Ghost is in it, amen, he's already put the man on you, and you need to quit worrying about everybody else, and you need to step up and do your part. Amen. Amen. Ain't that right, elders? Amen. Well, guess what? They're sitting there making excuses because they want you to do it over and over and over again. Amen. If you quit making excuses, so would they. And they say, it's working then. 
Thank you, Lord. If I could preach this analogy, and I'll say it this way, some of the elders before me personally touched my life in more ways than I explained. They did. And I, I can't get into words on that. But to get past that, it was the spiritual side. That they came by and they saw something in me and they laid that mantle about me. Amen. By unction of the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 You think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, God saved me as a nine year old boy. And from that day, he had a work in mind for me. Hey, man, I like what I heard somebody say today. Hey, man, they said God took six days to make creation. And he had enough power to snap his fingers and do it instantly. Hey, man, time don't mean nothing with God. Hey, man, God does the way he wants it done. Hey, man, I'm telling you, it took him, hey, man, about 15 years. Hey, man, from the time he saved me. Amen to the time he saw me to the place where he gave me my calling. Amen. Hear me. Amen. God knows what to do to me. You just got to let him. And in the end, he'll put you in the place he wants you to be in today. We're going to get in trouble, church. You're thinking that it's the preacher's job to lay the man on everybody. And we can't do that. Right. I've been a pastor and I know the burden that it carries. And I know that God will show things. But you see, there's only so much God lets us see. There's other things he'll show you for you to do so that it can help the body of Christ. Fourth chapter of Ephesians, you'll find he said, let every man, every man walk worthy of the vocation wherein he is called. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every man ain't called to preach. True. Every man ain't called to be a deacon. True. Every man's called to be something. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. And it's up to you to walk worthy of that calling. Amen. Amen. And I'll say this, you got to walk worthy of it before and after. Amen. Amen. Yes, Amen. Amen. I'll tell you the truth. I have messed up so much in my life. Amen. But I'm telling you, I'll be honest, I've messed up as much since God called me to preach as I did before he called me. Amen. I'm just flesh out of bed and a man of mess out of things. Amen. But thank God he forgave me of it. But I'll tell you, there was a span of time. In my life, where everything was well on me, and the mark was set, and God saw that, and He said, That's what I want you to model after. I'm telling you, it can work the same for you if you just get serious, amen, and see God in your life. Elijah, go down there and be lunch. Elisha, Elijah went down there and put that man on him. 
by the way, did you notice Elijah, Elisha did not look at Elijah and say, what is this? He had to know something. Because the first thing he looked at Elijah and said, when he put the mantle on he said, wait a minute. Let me go kiss my mother's daughter and tell them bye. He knew what there was a call put on him right then and there. Amen. He had to know who Elijah was. I guarantee you, he heard about Mount Carmel. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Amen. I guarantee you. Amen. He might have been close by and heard about that old widow woman. Amen. That went with a man. That went with a barrel of meal for three years until it started raining. I'm telling you. Amen. But when the man was given to Elisha, he knew there was something special about it. Amen. Hear me, church. Amen. You're brushing this off. There's a Sunday night message. And I'm trying to tell you, this can make or break our future. Amen. 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 You've got a power. And you ought to be passing it. Amen. Amen. And showing the way to have church in the power of the Spirit of God to Let's take you some of the churches I've been to. 15, 20 people there. Yeah. And ain't none of them under 65 years old. Right. And it's pitiful. Because you can't help but think in 10, 15 years there ain't going to be no church there for you. Right. Think about it. Yeah. They all 65, 70, 75 now. Yeah. 10 or 15 years, they'll all be gone. And if there ain't nobody there, how are you going to have church? You hear me? We're not preaching deep. Take your tongue, chew on it a while. This is good thick soup, I know. But I know, just in the few years God has let me come down here, look at what he's done with the young people that's here. Huh? Let's quit hiding this stuff behind the veil like we don't know what God's doing. Amen. Hey. Amen. We come in here on Sunday after Sunday, and if God ain't dealing with the lost people, we act like we don't know that God's doing something. Look around on the pew, folks. God's been doing something for the last three and a half, four years out here. Amen. Justin probably was just maybe one or two. Amen. For the longest time. Now there's a choir full of them, and they come and run up behind them. Glory to the Lamb. You ought to be glad of that. Amen. You ought to shout for that. But I'm telling you more importantly, take the mantle, put it on them, and show them the way today. Because in 10 years, they won't be the young people no more. No, they won't. Amen. And if they ain't got the man to carry it on, there may not be any young people behind them. That's true. Then what are you going to do? You hear me? You realize why we're so crazy about making this serious all the time? You make fun of us. And you go back and you politely talk about us as Marcus. Amen. Yeah. You don't mean it to be mean. I know that. 
But you cut them off. He says, what's the point? It's just like God understands. Amen. And I'm telling you, he does understand. He understands that we, amen, this ain't meaning to us what it all means. He understands that. That don't mean he's okay with it. I'm telling you, he wants more. And he wants more because he wants to give more. And when he gets more, he'll do more in our life today. You know what I learned the hard way? When my daddy gave me orders, he wasn't trying to be mean to me. Even a lot of the time, it seemed like he was just trying to kill me, make me do things. And I had playtime I wanted to do. And at the time, I didn't understand it. But now, with my children, I understand. It wasn't about just occupying the time right now. It was about forwarding the time later on. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Naturally, listen. My dad now, my dad can't do nothing. He can't. Physically, he cannot do anything. He just couldn't get up and go into the kitchen and go back down and sit. And he pushes himself to go to church. Amen. And that's that one. That just that does me. When he's, uh, physically now. But what he did some 30 years ago when I was a little boy. And he began to teach me things and give me responsibilities. Amen. And things for me to do wasn't about then. It was about now. Amen. 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 I hope you got that. Yeah. It wasn't about nine-year-old Kevin. It was about 45-year-old Kevin. Amen. Amen. He needed to know what responsibilities was. Needed to know what it meant to provide for your family. And to be a dad and a husband. testimony part of this real quick. Lord saved me when I was nine years old. And I had a zeal to get up and sing. Half the time I couldn't carry food in the bucket. But I just wanted to sing. And it was a mess and I know it was. But there was a hit heart there like Elisha that just wanted to work. And all God knew he had to do, Sid, was get me to pay attention long enough to. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he'd teach me how to do it right. Amen. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. And I remember as it got older, I started feeling more things in here. Hallelujah. Yeah. I've always been just like this little weak need somebody. <laughs> I've had more time holding it in all my life. Yeah. And I've let it out. When I was about 16 years old, the little assembly that I was saved at, and I grew up, it was kind of in a mess and didn't have nobody to be Sunday school superintendent. So they put a little 16 year old Kevin in. Bear with me now, I'm just, this is my testimony, holy. And I'll be honest, I didn't know, I didn't know the full responsibility of what that office was. Yeah. I was 16, I didn't have no clue, amen, of, of the responsibility of the Sunday school license. The extent of my knowledge of a Sunday school superintendent 
was when I got up here to open up, I was to open up the precious word of God and to read the verse of scripture out of it. Amen. And then we dismiss and go to class. That's all I knew. Amen. And I'll tell you how I'll tell you how I did it. I remember this. I was scared to death when they asked me to do it and voted me in. And I went home that night and got on my face. And I said, God, all I know is you give me a verse to read. I needed to come from you. Amen. Amen. And every Sunday, it may not be much. Amen. I'm going to say a lot. But every Sunday, I'd get up and he would give me a verse. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you, I'll be warning you. Amen. After a while, he started adding to those verses. Yeah. Amen. And the verses got bigger and bigger. crazy you want. But I remember it. And there was sometimes I'd get up and read and it felt so real I might as well preach. It was that real in my heart. I don't know what nobody else is doing. But I know what it felt like to me. Children hear me. You're old enough to read you're old enough to read this. Amen. You need to be studying the Word of God. Yes, sir. I know our society wants our children to be irresponsible kids up until they're in their 30s. And I don't believe in that. Amen. Uh, I know my children don't like that half the time, but I fuss out of mine. Sometimes, oh, mama. You get protective, and I know she means what. She said, "Well, they're just this." Uh, yeah, they are. And grown enough to understand what they need to do. Uh, Amen. Amen. You hear me? You've been saved longer than a day or two, and uh, a week or two. Uh, you need to start learning uh, what God wants of you in your life. Uh, quit waiting on the preacher. Uh, quit waiting on the elders to tell you what to do. Uh, Seek God uh, and listen to Him. Uh, you go ahead and say this while I'm here, young people. I know you've got a youth choir leader, but you need to wait for the leader to have the song all the time. You need to have one every now and then. Sometimes they may not be here. You need to pick the mantle up. True. You need to carry it up here. True. Just cause the leader right here don't mean God don't want you to sing. God puts you here for a reason. And singing may be the start of it, and you need exercise. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. I know. It's okay. It's orange. But ain't that right, Elvis? Guess what? I'm going to start saying a minute ago. We say it again. 
quit looking around at everybody else waiting for somebody else to get the sticks started and the fire running before you jump in and get close to the flame. You might need to cast your lot in here to get on. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes it's having church is like starting a flint rock. You got to keep a bang at it till she sparks. <laughs> and sometimes you get a good rock and you just strike it one time and she'll have a fire going. But it takes all of us. Take two friend logs, strike it together. If there ain't no wood or no kiln or nothing around for it to light on, all you got to spark. Somebody gotta lay down the wood. Then after that, if we do our part, we don't have to blow on it because the Holy Ghost will come by. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll light it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You see, that's where we mess up. You're sitting there striking your flint and you're in town going, try to blow it and make something up and you can't do it. Hey, man, you just get her in line together. Spark her out. Let the killing go. Let God blow on it. Amen. say a lot of times, I'm about done. We need to say a lot of times we come in here and we say we ought to have church like it's the last time we gave we're going to have church. And I when I say, and I say that a lot and I mean it. You need to come in here and have it like it's the last time. You need to let it all out. <coughs> so let me put this supposing on you. If it is your last time that you get to have church, can somebody look back and think, oh, I know what they did. I want to do it that way. Because I know I felt something when they did it. I remember hearing their testimony. It fired something in my heart, and I want to give my testimony just like they did. <laughs> Have you got that kind of man when you live behind them? If not, it's time you start laying her down. And letting God take that now. And I'm telling you, yes, your testimony means something to you. And it's most precious to you. But someone, God will have an Elisha for you so that when they remember your testimony, it'll mean more to them than it might do to a lot of other people. You understand what I'm saying? You need to be sober now. Right. Time's forked. If we want this church to have power when we're gone, we better be getting them in here and showing them how to do it right now. Amen. Not once every six months. Not when the conditions get perfect and we just feel like God's got to do something or when we're at the end of our rope. But I mean every time we get a chance. Amen. You know what will mean the most to a lot of these? Is you showing them how to have church when you don't feel like it? Hmm? Listen. Let me say this again. Every time us preachers come in here, we don't feel like preaching before we come in to an hour. Sometimes we don't feel like preaching for five minutes. But it's not about what we feel like. 
It's about there's a responsibility made with our charge. But it goes beyond us. It is about what is wrong. But church, I'll tell you, you've got the same charge. It doesn't matter what you feel like. You've got a responsibility to lift up the name of Jesus Amen. so that people can see it real. Yeah. And if we lay down on that charge, what's going to become of all the rest of us? Amen. You hear me? 10, 20 years. Things have changed. Think of how things have changed in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Imagine what it's going to be like in the road how serious is this generation going to need to have church? And if you're not here and I'm not here, they need to know how to do it. Yeah. I know the Spirit is the teacher. I know they have to listen to Him. But I'm telling you, there is something to be said for examples that help with the confusion of how things done, and it can guide them to the right way and show them really powerful. Yeah. I don't know if you're really worried about anything I said tonight, but I give you my heart. Bless you, Lord. And I want my young people, and I want your young people. And Brian's Fork, I want 20 years from now. I want her to have so just as much deep rooted power as she's got tonight. And if I could say this, I wish that it'd be more. Yeah. Amen. I don't ever want her to get stagnant. Right. I want her to grow. Amen. <clears throat> Wouldn't it be awesome if 10 or 15 years they'd have to look for another piece of property and build a bigger church? Because God had expanded so much and they were so big, we had to do more to it. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. As long as we stay in the same mountain. And it was done by the same power. Because if it ain't done that way, then the building ain't going to be worth nothing. No. You've got a mountain. You need to be ready to hand it off and start showing people how to do this thing the right way. Somebody come get a song. That's all we got tonight. And then I'll just stay in the mind of the Lord this evening. I'll give you what God can do. Glad I'm saved tonight. Amen.